Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. Shout out to all the support. I appreciate everybody. Shout out to Team BC nationwide. Shout out to my coaching members, right? Which we are now rebranding Modern Success to Distinguished Agent, right? Now, I wanted to come today and talk to you guys about a topic that isn't discussed too much, all right? The focus and emphasis for today's episode is going to be one word, who, W-H-O, who. A lot of times we're focused on what, when in reality we have to be focused on who. Who meaning, who do I need to become to execute something? How do I need to improve? Right? Also, simultaneously, right? Who do I need around me? Who Who do I need to designate as that role for that thing in my life? Who do I need to hire? Who do I need around me? Right? Et cetera, et cetera. You see, this is one of the most important decisions that you're going to make at many stages of your life. When you first decide to make a change, who are you going to follow? Who are you going to emulate? Who are you going to listen to? When you start taking it to the next level of maybe choosing a career or career path, and you want to learn the skills of your trade, whatever that is, Again, designating who you're going to learn from, who whose program are you going to go through, whose coaching and mentorship are you going to do, right, et cetera, et cetera, whichever route you choose. That's another decision. You start a business. You're an entrepreneur. Who are you going to hire around you? Assistants, virtual assistants, other employees, management, marketing director, CEO, CFO, all that fun stuff. Now, I'm giving you a few things. I brought up also who you have to become because it's tied in here. But oftentimes we don't focus on that or it's an afterthought. We're always focused on the what. What do I need to do? What has to happen? What's the positive? What's the negative? And I'm not saying that stuff is not important because it is. It's very important. All this stuff is important. But we have to be able to take a look at this thing objectively from the outside and say, okay, Am I focused on the right things? Am I 100% focused on what I need to do instead of who I need to become or who I need around me? Let me give you an example. Many of you who follow me are business people, entrepreneurs, right? Who you choose to guide you and mentor you in the beginning can mean the difference between success and failure in your industry. Absolutely, it can. I didn't mind paying money I didn't have to somebody to teach me real estate in the beginning because I wasn't playing around. This is what I was going to do. It wasn't, well, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And, you know, if it, if if it doesn't work out or it's not for me, then I'll do something else. No winners, achievers don't talk like that. They make a decision and they're like, okay, let's do this thing. We're going to make it happen. Oh, what happens if it doesn't work out, Brian? I'll figure it out. I'll make it happen. That possibility, uh, that possibility that you're bringing to me is not a reality in my world. I'm going to make it happen. There is no plan B, C, D, E, F, G. Now, with that level of commitment and dedication, which is what I displayed in my life, in particular with career choices, right? I knew who I designated to learn from, who was going to teach me, who was going to guide me, would be a very imperative decision, would be of the utmost importance, 1,000%. So I thought long and hard about who I was going to give my, at the time, not even earned money to, right? Because I put it on a credit card. Now, I'm not... I'm not saying people should do it. That's just what I did, right? So this is where my opinion comes in, right? 
I'm not recommending that you guys spend money that you don't have to learn from somebody or go to a school or whatever it is, okay? If you want to do it, cool, but understand the choice that you're making and the risks because everything has risks, right? That's just what I did. But I was that dedicated. The belief behind it and conviction was there to say, hey, when the going gets tough, I'm not going to throw in the towel or give up because that's not even an option in my head. Like that's not even a possibility. This thing is going to happen no matter what. I will figure it out. Right. So again, picking that person was key for who was going to teach me the company, the person, whatever you want to call it. Right. Now, step two. Right. And then I'll come back to people that you put around you was who I needed to become. What traits are my weaknesses right now that I need to improve? What things do I do really well that I can capitalize on with this new career path or to take it to the next level? Many of you don't even have a clear assessment about what you do right or wrong. If I asked you that question, you would give me some very surface level answer that doesn't really make sense. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm athletic. I'm good. Like, no, dude, give me something specific. Show to me and demonstrate to me the person asking the question that you've done your due diligence on yourself. Because if you don't do your due diligence on yourself, it's safe to say you're not going to do your due diligence in other categories, in other areas. I mean, we know this, how people tend to be in one area. They tend to be that way in most areas of their life. This is common knowledge. Okay. That's number two. Number three, going back to external who, people outside of you. How about the organization that you're going to join? Let's say you're going to join some sort of team, some sort of organization, right? Do they fit with you culturally? Is that the right culture you want to be a part of? Is it conducive to your growth? Does it align with your values? How about people that you hire and that you have around you? How about your friends? You need to do this assessment with your friends, man. If you have friends, people that you call friends that are 100% opposed and the opposite of you in like every category, and you spend a lot of time with them, it's going to have a negative effect on you. If you're looking to reach the upper echelon or level of business or whatever it is, because if in the business world, you want to be an entrepreneur and they're hardcore nine to fivers and think entrepreneurs are losers and it's a waste of time. Well, that mentality is going to spill over to you if you spend a lot of time with them and you're exposed to that all the time. I mean, again, that's common knowledge, but we never take this assessment. It's like with family and friends, we want to like, oh, well, you know, it's family and friends. I'm not going to put them through that criteria. Why not? You spend the, the lion's share of your time an exchange of energy and emotions with them. Should you not draw the line with them in regards to disrespect or to not bring certain things up around you? Let's say you have family members that oppose entrepreneurship. Okay, tell them when I'm around, don't talk about it. Or if I'm giving you my dreams, don't stomp on them. Hold back. Just listen to me. I'm not, I'm not saying it for your approval, but you're my family. And when I say it and you shoot it down, that doesn't help me. Do you want to see me succeed? Do you want to see me do well? Of course you do. You're my family, right? So we have to take these things into account and implement these measures, right? We, we become so disconnected from some of the basics as a, as a society, as a world. I mean, it's just nuts. It's nuts to see the, the, the craziness and the foolery going on right now in the world. I mean, Every time I open my phone, if I'm suggested something that falls under that, those guidelines, I'm just like, wow, man, like we're really going backwards in regards to our intelligence as, as mankind, right? It's pretty sad. 
So you need to make a clear assessment, right? Now, let's say you're listening to me and you're in the position where now, let's say you are you are an entrepreneur, maybe you're you're a manager level at your job or whatever you do, maybe at the community level, you have an organization where you're the leader or you're expected to be in some sort of leadership capacity or position. Well, now the people that you decide to bring on and the talent that you attract becomes even more crucial. Do they fit the culture that you're trying to create? Do you know what culture you want to create first and foremost? Is that clear for somebody to see if you handed them the paper? How about the job description of the person that you're bringing in? Is that crystal clear? Do you even know if I ask you? Could you hand me the sheet that says, this is, this is who I need? And I'm like, okay. How extensive is your interview process? You see, I take these things into account too when I run my business. If I'm working with customers, I'm interviewing them. They're not interviewing me. You see how I flip that? That puts, puts me in a much more confident position. As opposed to, oh, well, I hope I get it. No, dude, I'm looking to see if not only I'm a good fit for them, but they're a good fit for me. Since when do we just throw it out the window? Why? Because we have no respect for ourselves and we don't have standards. It goes back to having clear-cut definitions of your job description, your culture, your standards, your, your, your standards of operations and all that other stuff. You need to have that. Even if you're listening to me and you're drowning in debt as an entrepreneur and you're struggling, you still need to have these things because one of the things that's going to pull you out of that is this. If you're running your business and your life like it's not a business, you're going to suffer. Why? Because those business principles keep things clear cut, simple, and they always have clarity and then having you focus on the things that you need to focus on that's priority, period, end of story. This is pen to paper work that you have to do. And I guarantee you very few of you have done that with your close friends, family, and that kind of stuff to say so-and-so, right? Write down their names and say, what do these people bring to my life? I know to their life, I bring joy, happiness, support. You know, you can write that down too if you want. But what do they bring to your life? If you write stuff like they always argue with me, they're always negative. Those are red flags, man. Those are big red flags. And that's going to cause me to not spend as much time with that person or make it very clear to them that this is how I view them. And maybe I care enough about them to sit them down and go over that with them. Are you willing to do that though? And the funny thing is I know people who would do that with clients or people that aren't close family and friends. They'll do it with a customer. They'll do it with an almost complete stranger. However, they will not do it with somebody close to them. When you have all the comfort in the world and you have that little safe space to talk to them about those things. Now, if they reject this, and say you're crazy and refuse to even listen to you, that's a red flag. Why at that point would you subject yourself to spending a lot of time with them and dealing with that, again, what you wrote down? Back talk, negativity, shooting down your dreams, et cetera, et cetera, right? These are things that you have to really analyze. Now, until you become crystal clear with this stuff, it's not going to be obvious to you. It won't. You're just going to keep floating along. It's like the same people who have the idea to run a business and never put it, put pen to paper. They never have a proposal for the client, right? They're, they're, they're missing crucial, essential details in this thing.
I'm in the process right now, right? And if you're listening to this, you can DM me, right? Because I recorded a webinar today. I'm in, I'm in the process right now of hiring salespeople with the potential to make six figures or more, depending on how good they are as a salesperson. Experience recommended, however, not required. I'm going, I'm going to go through a rigorous interview process with these people. It's probably going to be multiple interviews, multiple interviews, because I need to know. I have a clear job description of what I'm looking for. I need to know, is this an A-team player? Are they bringing to the table in the culture exactly what I'm looking for? I'm not going to rush. I want five initially and then 10 to 12 full-time later on. But man, I'm, I'm going to take them through the ringer in regards to the interview process because all that time spent defining what I need and then going through the proper process to get to this destination not only ensures success and you accomplishing what you want to accomplish, but it's the right way and it's the only way to do it. When we get lackadaisical, when we rush, when we do things half-assed, you never get the result. I was a little bit erratic in the beginning when I hired people for my real estate team. I just wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I fired probably half the people that I've hired, just so you guys know. So I'm by no means perfect. Now I've made some tweaks. I've learned a lot the last six months or a year. So I'm definitely going to be tweaking our hiring process, not only for my personal branding and stuff, but also for my team. That way we can take it to the next level because the organization is only as strong as the individuals that compose it. And if you have a great CEO, but every single employee is a B or a C team player instead of an A team player, you're not going to have a very good company, are you? And think of that business organization as the people in your life too. Do you have a bunch of A players in your life or B and C players? The B and C players in my life were ruthlessly eradicated. You don't have to apologize for that, by the way. If I let an employee go, I don't have to apologize for it. I'll say, hey man, it's not a fit. Good luck to you. Nothing personal. It's business. It's the same thing with this. It's nothing personal. Your personality doesn't mesh with mine. I can't have you in my life. Period. Now, the right people are going to say, man, you're changing. What are you doing? That's awesome. You're happier, more fulfilled. You're more enthusiastic. You're making money. I want that too. Okay. Those are the people that are willing to be uplifted. Those are the people that you bring along. Everyone else? Oh, you've changed. I like the old Brian better. Get rid of those people. I laugh in the face of those people. Those are definitely the who's that I do not need around me. For damn sure. And there's no apology for that. There's no apology for rigorously interviewing people and taking them through a, a very extensive process to know if they're a good fit for your organization and or your life. Because going back to the salesperson thing, I'm going to be training these people an hour a day, five, six days a week, probably for the first month or two at least before then I designate a leader within there, right? And if you want more details, message me. I'll send you the recording and then you can reach out to me if you want to be interviewed, right, for that position. So I'm going to be giving a lot of myself. I need to make sure that the person who's going to be receiving all of my training and help is the right person, is a deserving person. There's nothing wrong with that. I hold myself and the people around me to a high standard. Now, what I'm working on that you can work on too is patience. Sometimes I'm impatient with people. I'll admit it. Something I've worked on a lot. However, there's a fine line between being patient and then overlooking red flags, not noticing the obvious, right? You'll know. 
You'll know when you're giving people a break that you shouldn't give. You'll know when you're being too nice. And many of us have grown up that way and we've been around people who are that way and we ourselves now are that way. You need to change that. There's nothing wrong with me saying I only want world-class candidates to be on my team and to be around me and to be employed by me or work alongside me. That's the standard that I want my business and my brands to be at. Now, if that's not your standard, great. Maybe it's lower. Maybe it's even higher. I don't know. But make it clear and establish it. Be super crystal clear on that. Everything that you do after that will be a direct result of that initial standard that you set on who, your culture, and some of these other vital things for your personal life and your business. And if you haven't even done that before listening to this podcast, you need to do it immediately. If you don't do it within the next 12 to 24 hours, you don't take this stuff serious. You don't. This is of utmost importance. This can change a failing business into a profitable and successful business. Something this simple. Because it creates a domino effect that affects everything else down the line. Practices that you thought were good suddenly, obviously, become obsolete and clear that they're not good. People that are around you or in your organization that shouldn't be there, it immediately becomes clear, so-and-so needs to go. So-and-so is not a fit for our culture. So-and-so is extremely talented. However, they don't fit. They're not the exact person we're looking for. Their skills are there, but they don't check off every other box. Time to go. You want to talk about preventative steps, actions that you can take? This is it. This builds you on a solid foundation. This allows you to create a structure that supports growth and scaling, again, in your personal life and in your business at that level. And that's what you want. But you have to really ask yourself, who? Who do I need to become? Who do I need around me? Who do I need as my teacher? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And choose wisely. If there's ever a time to ponder decisions or think about it a little bit more, this is one of them because it can change the trajectory of your life and the course in that area of your life drastically. And I recommend that you choose wisely. Okay. Appreciate you guys listening. That's it for this one. Again, if you're interested in, in the potential position, I can send you the webinar. And then if it's something that arouses your interest, you can message me after that. And then we will set up an interview. All right. Appreciate all the support, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, I'm revamping everything and re-releasing it soon. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can go to briancasella.com for everything I have to offer, coaching, courses, events, all that fun stuff. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.